Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three of the Auto Know Better podcast. I'm joined tonight by Carl, Smarty, Jay and Gilly. How's everyone tonight? Not so bad tonight. Good, good, good. That's what we like to hear. So we're going to go Any straight fraction. in. <laughs> we're going to go straight <laughs> into uh, last week predictions. Gilly, I'm going to pass this over to you, mate, to run through the last week's uh, predictions. Yeah, just straight down them. So um, Adam went 2-1 Chelsea. Uh Becky went one or draw. Uh, Bren went two one Leeds. And Render went three two Leeds. I went one all draw. Rex Arms went five two Chelsea. Prick. Uh, Jay went yeah. four one Leeds. Carl uh, went two nil Leeds. Uh, Kay went two all draw, as did Luke. Uh, Nitchula went one all draw. Sam went uh, nil nil. And Smarty went two one Leeds, which gives us the wankers Wooten for the week as Jay. Cheers. Well done, man. Better than wanking one. <laughs> Marginally. Um, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> fine margins. Small mercies. So, the Chelsea game. What was everyone's thoughts of the the, the absolute shit show that seemed to have uh, arisen uh, in that game? Carl, I'm going to pass that straight to you, pal. What do you think of the game? Um, I think it was best put by Click when he said uh, in an interview with the the Yorkshire Union Post, he said uh, it was hard to press uh, Kante at a particular time in the game um, because if he was pressed late, then the next press was going to be late and there was a domino effect. And when he said that, you you could see it. You could see once Click couldn't press quick enough on on Kante. He would then, Cantu would turn, he turned him maybe two or three times just in front of their 18-yard box 
and he was looking and he was just gone. And and that was when Click was trying to press. And by doing that, then there was another player out of position further up the pitch on the right or the left, because that's where the predicted ball is going to go from the press, I'd imagine. Um, and it left us very vulnerable in midfield. I think Calvin had a good game, um, but he didn't... I, the pass for the goal was absolutely savage, but I don't think he contributed as much in that game as he did uh, against Everton. I think he was uh, he was he wasn't marshalled in the way that we were kind of discussing he should have been against Everton, but he was still kind of played out of the game rather than marshalled out of it. If you get me, yeah. Um, so, like overall, I, it wasn't a terrible performance. They just they've got a half a billion pound squad. Like, you know what I mean? I could put them out there to, I could pick an 11 and put them out there and they'd get a result against Leeds. It's, it's not a, it's not something that we're shocked at. Like it's, it's a miracle that Frank Lampard got his tactics right and picked 11 players instead of 10. You know, that kind of way. Um, good at maths. He's good at maths. They do maths too at Chelsea, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what else can I say? But, yeah, so like, I I don't know what you think. Like, I thought we played all right in spells. We never had any consistency, yeah. long periods of time throughout the game. But I I thought we did play quite well in 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 spells. But we just we just just needed that consistency. I think really mm. moving forward in that game. You know. Yeah, absolutely, Smarty. What about you? What do you think about the game? Um, I think we played well in first half. Um, I wouldn't say we definitely dominated or controlled the game. I think we were well worth it. I think one of the commentators said it was like watching a game of basketball. It was literally end-to-end. Um, I think we scored too early, if that could be um, not taken out of context. But I think if we'd have scored later in the first half, that might have done more damage than you know, rallying together a bit in the first few minutes, thinking, fucking hell, what's going on here? Um, if you can score too early in a game, I think this is probably the game where you didn't want to score too early and you wanted to kind of settle into it. Um, but like I said, the first half for me, uh, very, very good. I think we we kind of, I want to say, fell on our asses in the second half. But we didn't seem as sharp. Um, I think we were losing out on most like 50-50s. And until Rodrigo came on, uh, we didn't really seem like we were doing the same sort of job in the first half. Was it? So... I don't know. I can't, you can see the golfing quality as well. Like Cal um, just mentioned then, you know, that the, I mean, we, we've got a bunch of championship players at best. There's some really good quality championship players, but, you know, half a billion pound team versus a, you know, what's ours worth? 48 million? One of their they're, players. They're keep, you know, their you keeper know, on the Pulisic, bench was worth more than our starting. Yeah, Pulisic is worth, you know, 58 million, you know, so. Yeah. You could see the golfing quality, obviously, apart from, from Phillips, who, again, I think also had a good game. It wasn't really until Rodrigo got introduced that I thought we kind of got a little bit of a spark back and we looked a little bit more dangerous. But, you know, by then, they were dominating pretty hard. And yeah. it was a bit of a task for us to turn it around. I, I do think we gave them, gave them a good match, though, and it was still a good game to watch. But, you know, you can't really expect to do too much damage against a good quality team like Chelsea, as much as it fucking pains me to say it. Um, well, you're saying it about Chelsea, uh, Smarty Man. You're not saying it about Lampard, so it's okay. Well, you know, still you can't absolute... give two compliments like that. No, Lampard's still a cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course I'm not is. denying that. Massive, massive cunt. 
And I, f- I fucking hate this shit that the Chelsea fans have got talking about Lampard Ball. Get the oh. fuck <laughs> out of here talking about fucking Lampard Ball. He knows shit all. I think they're talking about his actual balls because he's only got one. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> No, I'm just taking the piss. It doesn't seem like a guy with a full set, does it? It doesn't. No, that's fair. Right up here or down there? <laughs> yes. Either or. Yeah. His dick hands from there. Dead turned into a ball and all the balls back. ball. Sorry, mate. I think just, just, just to, ex- just to ex- try and bring it, bring it back again a bit, uh, just to expand on, on your point, Smart, is, yeah, half a billion pound squad, whatever it is, I thought they were only marginally better than us. But yeah, they were marginally better than us in just about every That's what I mean, though, game. in every single yeah. game. Uh, apart from Mesley, I think he excelled. He had another fantastic game. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, but, until the the replays, I didn't even notice. But the um, the bit where Werner put the ball on on the on the bar, yeah, that was a save. Yeah, he got it. Like, yeah, it's absolutely I got, frightening. I mean, I mean, Werner, like you say, he saved it initially, but Mesley did get to it on the on the rebound line. Yeah. But so no, um, I think um, Ali Aski again. He, he ranked wrong way. You can't get away from it. I mean, I mean, and I, 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 I truly think that our fullbacks in that first half causes issues. Ailing played everybody on side. So yeah. if, if you look at yeah. their goal, Ailing's the one playing everybody on side. Um, there were a ball. Um, it wasn't even played inside Alioski. It was just played straight to his man, but he'd already set off in other direction. Mm. Um, but you know, we we talked before. We talked on the last podcast about he's not a fullback. Well, Dallas. Is <laughs> so put him there and let's get Rodrigo yeah. inside. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, I think we all called that last time out, and and obviously it didn't happen this time. And Alex had played well in previous games. You can't take that away from him. He he he'd put good performances in, but his positional awareness is not a Premier League fullback. Um. You know, he's he's got the capability, the energizer bunny, to get back in, or Duracell bunny, whatever it was, to get to get back into it. But he's, you get punished for that in Premiership. Whereas you get away with it in Championship. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Jay, what was your thoughts on the game? Um, do you know what? When you first started asking this, I was thinking, Jesus, I don't actually remember that much about the game. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 no, I'm a bit like, you know that meme with that dog where it has that haunted look on its face and, it, and like, <laughs> like flashbacks to horrors in Vietnam. That's how I feel when I think about that game initially. Um, but then I started to think, well, I remember thinking that after the first half, um, I kind of felt like Bielsa had schooled Lampard a little bit. Uh, and by that, I kind of mean he's taken a team of, and no disrespect intended, but average players, mostly, versus a team of superstars. And we more than matched them for the first half, if not outplayed them a little. Um, and obviously, to try and keep that up for a full game was just too big an ask. And in the end, the golfing class showed. But... I think that it were a great effort up to that point. Um, we all knew that we were going to have games like this. We knew that we'd, when we did lose games, it would be heavy losses. It was never going to be a 1-0 job yeah. um, because of the way we play. Um, and although I'd like to lose less games, I wouldn't like to see us change the way we play. And no. I'd just like to see Absolutely. a solid foundation <laughs> built this season and a bit more quality come in. Um, I don't really get what the howling at, <laughs> that Laurent here was all about. 
No, that was that was weird. Really weird. <laughs> it, it just it just kept making me laugh every time yeah. they did it. I was just like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and then the commentator said something about being pantomime season. I just thought, fucking hell. Here we go. All these widow twanky fuckers are all starting. Renbow is doing Renboy things. Yeah, you know, what can you what can you say? But yeah, I mean there were some there were some good moments, there were some promising signs. There were the usual issues that we have that we all know about. Um yeah. defensive positioning, stuff like that. Alioski not really being up to Prem standard for all his effort and his endeavour. Yeah. But, you know, it it weren't terrible. It, it's just I'd have preferred to uh, have a less harsh defeat. And yeah. Melier did well, but he also gave them the ball a couple of times in positions where they shouldn't be doing that. And yeah. I think that's something he needs to work on with his game. I think what you were saying there about Melier giving the ball away a few times, I, 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 I get maybe a pass or two later, you kind of get the shiver up your spine. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, just do something yeah. proper, will you? Yeah, but, like he's got this coolness about him. He's like that past ailing where he fucked up, and he clearly fucked up, and he admitted it straight off the bat. The next pass was one of like you'd expect a midfielder to do. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, yeah, Sam, <laughs> oh yeah, the, I, I may have fact, fucked that up, but you know what? I've this in my locker, and I'm going to yeah. use it. I don't give a fuck. The about fact it. that he can oh. do that bodes well for him as a goalkeeper. To be honest, yeah, um, he doesn't get. He don't get yeah, flustered. He don't get flustered. And, and that's and gonna stand him in good stead because he's got all the yeah, attributes. It shows that he didn't let that pass to Ailing affect him in any way at all. Because he went yeah. and he was like, Yeah, sounds straight away, boom, do it again. A lot of players are going to the shell or they you know, they mm. start worrying and overthinking after that, but that doesn't seem to happen to Melia. It just gets Especially on with it. At his it's age. Just like, yeah, but it's just like, oh, fuck that up. Make sure I don't fuck next one up. I do, do think, um, think Ailing were partly for blame for blame at that one. Yeah. You are calling yeah. football and he, he, he kind of just like stood there and waited for it to come and obviously I think it was you who, do, mm. who cut him off. Um, you know, and I, but like you say, it's one of them things and then he played an absolute minter afterwards so as long as it doesn't affect him. Yeah. I, know, I know we talked about it last week about, it, you know, you know, he's going to make mistakes and all that sort of stuff but as long as it doesn't affect him mentally and it doesn't affect his performances it doesn't stop him making absolute world-class saves, does it? So who gives a fuck at the end of <laughs> yeah. Do you know what though? We knew that we would lose. We knew that we would lose games this season. So this is an ideal season for him to be yeah. sort of bedded in as the first choice keeper in the Premier League because we're going to lose games anyway. So do you know what? Yeah. If he concedes an extra goal or two here and there, so fuck him up. Next season he'll be a better player. He'll he'll have had that season of experience at the top level, and yeah. he'll just keep getting better. And I'm I'm willing to sort of accept that. Fair enough. Yeah. Gilly, I know you briefly touched on uh, your views on the game. You got anything else to add or? Yeah, just just to expand a bit on on my own point about um, marginal things is um, you know it it, it it might sound a bit sour grapes, but I genuinely do think they got a lot of the rub of the green. I really do think they got yeah. a lot of that. Cock were kicked out again, um, and and I thought that they were putting in some some challenges uh, that I would have liked to have seen us doing. But when we were doing it, we were getting uh, brought up on yeah, it. The provider incident. For yeah, I was going to talk yeah. about that. So, actually. you know, that, that that's a pen. It's absolutely a yeah, pen. Absolutely. All ends up, no two ways about it. And weaker ones have been given. Oh, it, it would have been, it would have been soft. Really pisses me off. It would have been off. soft. But they've been yeah. given elsewhere, so it should have been given. Well, yeah. got exactly softer ones have yeah. been given elsewhere. Yeah, Welbeck, Salah, 
you know, they, they were both softer and both given. And that's the frustration. It's not, you know, I would prefer that none of them were penalties. Yeah, me too. Because it is so, such a weak thing to give a penalty for. But if you give some, you've got to give others. It's that consistency that we're calling for. And that's what a vow is yeah, supposed exactly. to bring. I don't want to go into that. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the, there's, there's other marginal things as well. Like, uh, Rafinha had a volley and it was a good effort and it came back to him and then he spooned the, the follow-up over at Bar. Um, when it were probably easier to get on target. Not easier to score. There were a man and the keeper in, in between, yeah. but to get on target, you know, there, there were that element. Um, the pervaded bit we talked about. Uh, regardless of what you think of whether it were weak or whether it was an accident or not, again, the Zuma goal, um, Cooper were knocked over. Yeah. Now, again, yeah, those that. have been given elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have been given it. elsewhere. And... and that's the frustration. It was weak. It was it was shit. It should have been strong. He's a centre half. He yeah, should be stronger. Told you about him. But he's been he's been given. <laughs> you did. You, you really you did. did. Lesson. But the fact that they've been given elsewhere is the frustration. Yeah. You know that's that's the consistency that uh, you know. We, actually, people are, are fallible. You know, refs are gonna get it wrong. But when you can watch it back and think, well, that was given last week. I really need to give this, and then don't. That's that's what's fucked up. It's meant to be a black and white translation of the rules. It's it's one or the other. Yeah. That's what the benefit of having these replays is supposed to bring. And yet it's not being used. Yeah. It's just being ignored. So what's the, the point? The interpretation yeah. of those rules, though, I think that's the issue with it. It's the interpretation of what is uh, a foul and what isn't a foul, depending on. The but that's what it was supposed to remove. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but like, you're never going to have the consistency because unless you have got the same guy making the decisions in a, in the, in the VIA VIA. Bar room. Um, even then, you're not, you're even not then, yeah. you look at Bamford's offside with his arm, and oh, then man. next week that ref was the um, the the uh, VAR official. Yeah. Um, from from the Bamford game, the the same ref did did a match next week, pointed to the same area that he'd given Bamford off for, and called it handball. Yeah. Which is it? Are you allowed to score with it, or are you not allowed to score with it? Yeah, exactly. If you're not, it's not a fucking offside. Exactly. Now we're, now we're going down that road. Yeah, we're going to get into a rabbit hole here. <laughs> That's That's rabbit hole. <laughs> the, 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 the other thing, and, and I guess this, you know, this was plainly fluke because Lampard's not going to see this. Um, but, um, you know, the thing about um, Click having to, having to close down is Bamford had gone close down a centre-back and then Click had go do the same, leaving Kante. And that's where, and um, you know, it wouldn't go all the way to the centre back, but it'd be the it'd be the wrong side of Kante. Kante gets the ball; he's got the athleticism to break, and you're not catching him. Yeah, yeah all right. Our, our fellas were tracking him back and doing what they could, and they were they were keeping even with him. But they, they, you can't get goal side again of him, um, and like, and no that, that was damaging us. It was damaging us, and it happened four or five times. Um, the commentators kept mentioning that as well, like our man-to-man -man yeah. marking system leaving us exposed. Yeah. But they'll have worked on that, though. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Except, <laughs> I just want to mention one more thing, is people have got it into there that Giroud is good-looking and he's a right ugly cunt and I'm not having it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking having it. <laughs> Moving on. I'll have to ask the ladies about that one. Uh, oh, Jesus, yeah. They could do a podcast on it. <laughs> <laughs> what, who's better looking, Giroud or Gilly? No, I'm not having that. <laughs> that's next week. That's next week's I'm poll. not saying I am good looking. I'm just saying he's not. <laughs> that's next week's poll. You've had it now. So, so pretty, so pretty much, we're all in in basic agreement that we were we were all right in spells. Could have done better. Um, like 
in spells as well. They were marginally better than us. Um, and if we had a few more technically world class players, we could have we could have actually turned them over. Yeah, basically, if we're on a different yeah. side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Are... I'm joking. But uh, no, I think that moves us nicely on to uh, what a segment that we like to call uh, fans' view. Uh, we've actually got uh, a pre-recording, and we'll we'll push that up now of uh, a West Ham fan called Harry. Uh, there's a few few lads of the podcast uh, that interviewed him, so we'll pass that over to you to them, and uh, we'll be back shortly. Welcome to the Art or Better podcast. Hi, uh, welcome. For, uh, thank you for having me. Welcome so, I think things off. Um, how do you think your season's going so far? I think you know. I, I was having a look, and the amount of games we played last season, we were oh, we were terrible last season. You know, we had Roberto in goal. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't win a game. Pellegrini was a kind of a bit of a dinosaur. Um, I think the amount of points we got this now this season, we're literally. After obviously about 11 games with 17 points, we've got from last season we were on 15 games with only 18 points. So we're doing a better season. Than we are, I think that the togetherness at the moment at West Ham is really good. Everyone wants to play under Moyes, um, and I think I think the <laughs> I was saying this the other day. I think um, with no crowds, we're actually playing better with no crowds. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, but um, I think the togetherness has been really good since the restart of last season and then coming into the new season. We had a really bad game against Newcastle. Um, we were terrible and we just did not turn up. And then the next week, we uh, we were really unlucky not to get a point at Arsenal. But then suddenly after that, we completely just like we completely manhandled Wolves and Leicester. And then we had that 3-3 with Tottenham. I was in a bar watching that game, and it was 3-0 at half-time, and I just thought, uh, just, I ended up walking home. I got home, it was 3-3, and I was just like, I just completely <laughs> missed. <laughs> <laughs> played so poor. But the thing is, you can have, you just think, oh, West Ham, you know, you typical West Ham, just can't do it on the big game. Get home, 3-3, I'm like, what did I miss? And then I saw Landine's goal, and I just thought, yeah, that's yeah. That's the equivalent of leaving the stadium five minutes early oh, yeah. to to beat the traffic. <laughs> no. That is the, the problem. It was me and my West Ham mate, and there was about this is obviously before the the second lockdown. There was about twenty Spurs fans in this this bar, and now we're just sitting there like. <laughs> three now. Should we go? Yeah, should we go? And sort of just, um, and then you get home and it's just like oh, completely missed it. And then yeah, I think we we were having a good season. I think we've, like I said, togetherness is really good with the squad. I think Aaron Creswell said that uh, before the Man United game that he said that you know he's been there six years and it's the first time in a while that the squads actually have a togetherness. Um, uh, yeah, I think we've got stuff to work on. Uh, I think we've only got Allaire as a our main striker, and that's not good. You know, we think we've only got one striker. Antonio's great, but in and out, he's not a main striker. He's not the big, you know, he's a great presence up front, but he's not got, you know, what Allaire's got in that front. But then Allaire can be, I don't know, we need another new striker in January if we've got the money. Apparently, we don't. But, you know, <laughs> Harry, just say it. Hilarious yeah. shit. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that goal against Sheffield United, that wasn't too bad, actually. I'll give him that, but he's very okay. lazy. One, one good he's lazy. Two, yeah. He's shit. 
I'd kind of rather have Antonio up front, but he wasn't fit at, at the weekend. He just did not look fit, and obviously he's injured himself again. So we're going to be stuck with Alaire up front. And but Antonio I, I, was he was banging for you towards the end of last season, though, wasn't oh, he? Yeah. He, he? He was unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, he got three or four early in season this season, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he got injured. Uh, got off the city. He got injured. It's typical. Do overhead kick at West Ham. You will end up getting injured for five games. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, obviously, Alair came in. Yeah, he scored. What well, he scored that great goal against Sheffield United. Um, but Alair, you know, I think Moyes wanted to bring Antonio back in too soon. He obviously. Just didn't. He wasn't match fit against Man United. It wasn't the same Antonio. He just he was slow, sluggish, and then he injured himself again. And I think he's now out and out for a couple of more weeks. So it's a bit of rushing him back in. But I think we're playing really well up top, and I think uh, Suketch and Rice together are playing really well. And we've got the new the new lad at right back, uh, Kufau, and he's. I tell you what, it's like having Thomas Repka back, just less insane. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so no, I think we're having a good season. I think we've got stuff to work on, but I think I think top ten for us, I'd be happy with that, especially after last season. I think top ten would be a sort of a step up for us. Yeah, in a way. I, I don't want to bump into anything here now, boys. I know we're going to go off piste, but Harry, Declan mm. Rice, Calvin Phillips. Oh, you, I knew this question <laughs> was going to come. Ambushed. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm bushed. laughs> There is no way you can you can sit here and tell me that Declan Rice is a better player than Calvin Phillips. I think Declan's got a bit more youth on him than Gavin Wright. I think isn't Gavin 25, 26, pushing that way. Anyway. Um, I think they're both great. If you could have them in the same squad and have two defensive midfielders, that'd be brilliant. If we I could, mean, Gareth Southgate would do it because it'd be shit boring. Well, I know it's, 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 like, it's the most boring football. And I used to watch it under Sam Allardyce. So, you know, it's like that. So, um, yeah. Calvin, Calvin creates things. Declan Rice think... just runs about and plays three yards. <laughs> <laughs> this is why he was late, Harry, man. This is why he was late. But... Phillips is great. I think he's a really good player and he, you know, he's got a little bit more to his game than obviously what Declan does, but then I think Declan has a lot more, you know, they're both the same position, but they both have different qualities, but together, I think in a team, if you played like how they, how we're playing at the moment with Suketch and Declan and you had Phillips, and that, that, that'd be a really rock-hard midfield, you I think about it. it. I get it, but from an English perspective, if we're going to the Euros next season, mm. would you rather have Calvin, who can actually play a ball, or definitely. <laughs> I've got to be a bit of a peacemaker here, and, and I'm going to move yeah. on to um, to, to yeah. uh, the question that, that I put forward. Uh, yeah, you know, we're talking about England players. We're talking about um, uh, yeah. you know who who Southgate's picking. We're talking about capable players, but equally, yeah. um, you know, we, we talked about two defensive-minded players. We look at an offensive-minded player in Grealish, who's, uh, who appears to me, my opinion, yeah. is a very, very capable player and should be just about a shoo-in, while there's been um, some injuries and yeah. so on in the England squad, pretty much a shoo-in. He's been one of the better performers oh, yeah. for England recently. Yeah. 
Um, uh, so, but there's 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 a, a shit side to his game. Um, and you know, well, yeah, yeah. Um, we 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 had a game mm. against Chelsea, uh, and we've got a player called Paveda. Uh, he cut inside from the right wing. Uh, did his man all end up? Um, uh, their full back uh, signed from Leicester. Can't remember his name. His name's gone. Chilwell. Chilwell. Um, um, kicked him. Kicked his foot. Now uh, Salah had one that was not even half that. That was a pen. Uh, and, you know, we yeah. can talk about Liverpool and the favours that they get from VAR all, all day. But, um, you know, we, we also look at what Grealish did against West Ham. We look yeah. at, actually, uh, you know, I mean, going down holding the wrong knee. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's I I hate it. But from, from, it, yeah. from a, you know, we, we end up talking to each other as Leeds fans a lot. Uh, and yeah. it almost sometimes it's a little bit of an echo chamber of we hate that player and we love that player and that's mm. just how things are. Can you just give yeah. a, a, a perspective of a fan of another club on uh, you know players going down, players diving, players staying up, trying to be honest? Just give us a bit mm -hmm. of a perspective. Oh, I was thinking about this when I got this question. I was really thinking about it, and you know, Grealish. Don't get me wrong, he is a great player, and the stuff he can do. I've seen him obviously when he destroyed Liverpool. Uh, obviously, for you know the, the other way, seven two. Yeah. But that game against us, it was embarrassing. I mean, if Tom Daly was, you know, as a diver, <laughs> I'd, give it, I'd give it a ten. Seriously, <laughs> I'd be diving for it. Yeah, hundred percent. I tell you what, but no, it was embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. Handball, no, no, it was just embarrassing. I mean, it's. I think I, I was saying at the start. Um, I think with the Premier League now, it's so much different than what it was when you guys were last there. And I think you had players that were really tough and they wouldn't go down unless they went down. Obviously, they were dragged down. Um, but now it's a bit like, I think they go for chance. I think you get chances. I think we had it a couple of seasons ago with Lanzini and Lanzini would go down a lot and we were really getting really annoyed with him. And then on Twitter, I think it was a game. I think he just kept doing it and we were just like, what are you doing? You know? It's not, you know, you stay on your feet. I think you learn that from a, from a young age. You stay on your feet until, you know, the whistle goes. And if you do go down, you go oh, down for, you know, Yeah, pretty much. I think, I tell you, if they were in another sport, I, I tell you, they wouldn't survive in, like, rugby or something like that. So, um, but, uh, fantastic player. But in, in a way, it just, it, it just shows them they're just going to go for their chance. And, I mean, for a lot... For us, I think we got kind of lucky in the sense that we just, I think we just ended up just, just grilling him, to be honest, because I think we just kept, the thing is, we then started to play really well and he would go after one of our players or one of the Villa players would go after us. I think there was like Allaire, I know you said he was he was pants, but he, yeah. um, I think he went past four players before he got fouled, but he stayed on his feet. I think it's different, but then... I think it depends on the size of the person. It depends on what they're told. You know, should you go down if you even if you get a nudge? You know, I think that all comes into the referee's mind sometimes. For example, like when Lanzini, if someone like Lanzini structures like five foot five and he goes down, the ref might be more sympathetic. But if you've got someone like Antonio who goes down, who's built like an yeah. absolute brick house. It's a bit more. Mm, yeah, it was, it was the, the Arsenal defender. Uh, was it Holland? Yeah. Uh, How's he gone down like that? He's built like a brick shit <laughs> house. I love that. <laughs> Quality, man. He, he said what yeah. we were all thinking. Yeah, absolutely. It is, though, isn't it? I yeah, think it is yeah. off my chances, and I just think it's, you know, like we, you know, we're talking about like 
seasons of old and you get players who retire, they'll go down unless they have literally dragged down. Now it's a bit more, I don't know, I can't really describe the word of it. Um, it they're just yeah. not... They're just a bunch of fannies, mate. Lightweights. <laughs> I think lightweights. No old yeah. Um, just, uh, Harry, just to, to kind of go off topic, go on to the, the next question. Like, I was just um, wondering, you know the way at the weekend now we've had like uh, quite a few results where the home teams have have gained, well, they've, they've got the win uh, with having home supporters in some stadiums. Do you think is that having a, like a, a, a negative effect on the away fans? And, and do you think it's, you know, do you think it's fair that some teams have fans in the stadium and, and, and others don't? I, I, I think it's, they, they were moaning about it during lockdown that it's an unfair advantage if some teams have it, uh, their fans in and some teams don't. And, and they were on about not playing on neutral ground because they wanted home advantage. But that whole argument has changed now with some fans being let back in. Do you, do you think, like, I don't know, the West Ham had fans in, didn't they, at the weekend? Obviously, the result didn't go the way you wanted. But there was a lot more wins at home with fans at home. Um, and do you think, is it fair, because you, you, were, you were speaking to someone who was actually in the stadium, do you think it's a fair thing to have the way it is now at the moment, or do you think none at all until everyone can? No, I just, I just think not having fans in itself. I don't think what's the point. I mean, you can't stand up, you can't sort of shout as much as you want to. Even at when, when we could have full capacity, we were, we were getting told by the stewards not to, you know, stand up and sing. And it's not like you know what we used to be used to Upton Park. So, in a way, I think it was better with no fans. In a way that you can, I think it was just. If you don't, if you if you can't have all the fans, don't have all the fans. But if you can have all the fans, have all the fans. It's it, it, you know, don't have two thousand, don't have a thousand. Just when you can have them all, have them all. You know, because that's what football's all about. But every sport is like that. Without the fans, I think sport can be seen as you know, it's nothing's without nothing is without fans at the end of the day. Because I think fans just make up most of it. It's the banter, it's the shouting, it's the, it's the songs, it's about getting the team morale and stuff. Like, we lost, we had fans in the ground, and that's, I was just saying this before, we were on a really good run with no fans in the ground, and suddenly we have fans in the ground, we lose. <laughs> so, <laughs> typical West Ham, that is the West Ham way of, we get the advantage, but we don't take it. Can, can yeah. I just ask, just just to bring a little bit of positivity, and it's not a question yeah. that we've we've uh, we've sent over to you. Just one that sticks in your mind, and I, I think I, I might know which one it is. What's your favourite ever West Ham goal? You're gonna say, you think it's gonna be Tacanio, isn't it? Yeah, the half volley. Yeah, that I but there's another one I always liked, and it was I think it was Tevez against Tottenham. That free kick was just amazing. Like. Yeah. The goal was special for me because I was a young lad and I was like six or seven at the time when that goal went in. But when I was, oh, I was about hey. I'm 20, 28. I don't look hey. it, but I'm 28. Jesus Christ! I need the beard. Get the, I, get get, I asked this question to be nice to him, but you get off his get, case. Need to get the pipe and slippers out now. I'm an old man at heart. I think no, I was. <laughs> 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 ask, ask my mates, I'm pretty much like 28 going on 88. So, yeah. You know, uh, um, but no, I, the Canio's goal will always be special for us. But I think the Tevez goal was his first goal. I was, and for me, I was 14. I had loads of Spurs mates, and we were 2 0 up, and this free kick just went in, and it just was like, 
it was just, and then obviously he lost four three, typical West Ham. But Tevet, <laughs> you thought, uh, you know, that's when we started the great escape, and for me, that was always going to be a great season. But also, I think the Payet free kick at Man United in the FA Cup. Yeah. Now that was a good oh, free yeah. kick. Yeah, remember that, that one. Was yeah. great. I mean, I think oh, the, uh, the Di Canio penalty against all, uh, Man United, and they were banging on. Yeah, you know, oh. Man United was saying it was the uh, Super League final, wasn't it? And it was mm. the, and then Di Canio scored a penalty for for you guys, obviously. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and um, Man United were bitching yeah. about it. <laughs> I'm getting ripped here, I tell you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> anyway, to, to put a bit more positive spin on things, let's move slightly back into uh, to the sort of yeah. league <laughs> podcast. Um, Look, yeah, we're not talking about seven and stuff, you know, and how I'm an 88-year-old man in a 28-man-old body. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> what do you think then, um, to the start of the leads have had, and, and how do you think that uh, West Ham are going to manage us? How do you think they're going to set up against us? You know, what? It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a tough game, and I think, especially at your place, we haven't won there since, what, 2001, I, I last checked. It was Winterburn, uh, David, <laughs> Michael Winterburn wow. scoring. I know. We haven't won a game there since we've played each other in Premier League, Championship, whatever. We haven't we haven't won at Ellen Road, and I think it's going to be a bit of a hard task. Maybe the fans thing might be coming to us. There's no fans there, so we might play how we're playing at the end of the season. I think it'll be a good game, and I think it's going to be... I think you guys might have a little bit more because you're at home. Uh, I think Bielsa is a great manager and he's got you playing the way, you know, that you guys want to see really attractive football, which leads, you know, by history, it's always been really attractive football. Yeah. Um, I think we might end up maybe looking for counters because I think that's the way we've been playing uh, away from home, but we're getting results from it. So it's going to be a and hard If you're game. playing on the counter, then that's what's going to give you a chance against us being open and honest about it. Yeah, that's that's, that's what will get you in game. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we think about it. We've got the way we're playing at the moment. We've obviously got we, we we're starting off like a four four two, but then you get oh, obviously a right and left back coming into the sort of the sort of right wing position, left wing position. So they they the, the overlaps are getting much more, and we can counter attack on that. That's brilliant. But we've got people, you know, we've got like Bo, uh, Bowen and Paul Nowers who are quite speedy players. That and then, Bowen that we decided not to sign. Yeah, well said, well said, Adam, well said. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think if he starts, it's going to be uh, Ben Rowan. Uh, I think the way he played at Brentford was amazing. I think we're, we're not giving him much chance at the moment, but the, that's what Moyes did with Bowen at the start of... You know, when he, he joined, he came off the bench, he came done, you know, until he sort of slotted in. I think he scored against you guys last season at Brentford. Um, yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. He made no, a bit of a habit of that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. But that's if he starts. If he if he doesn't, I think Bowie, uh, it'll be Bowen who might be the one to look out for, to be honest, because I think he's been playing really well. We've and had he's to look out for him before. Yeah, we, yeah I know. Yeah. You didn't sign him, did you? So... I think also I think if he um, I think Suketch has been playing really well as well so and he's been oh, him and Rice and sort of you know that sort of that midfield 
it's going to be a hard game. I think it's definitely going to be very even, maybe, depending on the counter-attack and how well we, we turn up as well. So, it, you know, it's a typical West Ham thing. We've never been good at Christmas. I, for years, I can't think of a season where we've had a really good Christmas period. So, <laughs> we need you to convey on this one. Come here, join us. Yeah. So, so if you were but, to score, then what what do you think? Uh, what do you think the outcome is going to be? I think two two. I think it'd be a good game. That's a I think we're right from home. You know, it's we played well. You guys have been playing well. We didn't get the results we wanted at the weekend. Um, but I'm going for a, a draw, 2-2, two, 1-1. Two, one, one. I think 2-2. Two, two. I think it's going to be quite a good game, to be honest, because we always have good games. I think whatever league we're in, West Ham leads, leads West Ham, there's always a really good game. So, Well, look, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking time out here uh, Monday evening and coming to talk to no, us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we, appreciate Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you being here. So. Well, yeah, nice. Thanks very much. Thank, thank yeah, you. Thanks very much, Harry. It was lovely to meet you, man. And uh, best of yeah. luck on Friday. Now, yeah, yeah, hope it goes. Well. I hope it's a good game anyway. Anyway, he doesn't push referees, does he? So, you know. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Cool. Yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers, guys. Bye. Welcome back. Uh, thanks, Harry, for coming on. Uh, that was was a very uh, very nice interview there by all the boys. Um, moving on, um, we should have a Newcastle fan uh, that's coming on, so we should uh, hope to. Uh, not have Adam be so uh, abusive towards our guest. So, um, moving on to the poll outcome, I'm going to pass this over to. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pass the poll outcome uh, that we ran a Twitter poll on our Twitter page today. Pass this over to Smarty to uh, go through the results. Yes. So um, the poll outcome was um, our best start in eleven. Um, not Cooper. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cooper's number one fans in the room again. Um, so we'll go around the. We'll go around the. Oh, we're going to say the table, but it's not a table. Uh, we'll Probably go around the, the virtual room, uh, and then we'll start with Carl. Do it Who in your mic. Do it in your best? mic, Smarty. No, stop, stop, stop. You've got to say. Do it in your mic. If we're going to do, if you're going to say virtual room like that, you've got to do it in your mic. Oh, should we start again then? No. Do it in your on. mic, Smarty. Just do, do it. Do it in, it in your mic. mic. Do it in your mic. <laughs> Virtual room. <laughs> our, our our virtual gathering. Um, <laughs> right, go on, carry on. Sorry to sorry for inter, interrupting you. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, we'll start with Carl. Uh, the, the number one jersey goes to whom? It would have to go to Meslier, obviously. I think um, he's yeah. proven that he's worthy of it at the moment. So. Um, who said that? Who yeah. said that? Oh, what was that? Someone said no. Someone disagreed with me there. <laughs> it, uh, it, it, yeah. It's our lass. She's trying to feed the bloody cats and they're all kicking off while I'm trying to record a podcast and be professional. And now the dog's harassing them all because the dog wants in on the cat food. It's like chaos, man. Where's <laughs> the fucking washing machine? <laughs> That's it, fucking van still. Didn't have time to get it out. Said to come on here. <laughs> fucking amateurs. There's a pipe out there pissing fucking water out that needs connected. 
Oh God, here we go. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, this is oh, not fucking hell. It's falling I've apart. Been <laughs> this is for Christmas special. Oh, fuck's sake. Absolutely. All of this is staying in. This is not getting at all. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Oh, no, it's all Carl. Melia. <laughs> right back. Right. Get right. on with it. Right, let's go around the let's go on. Take it away. Yeah, Tom. so Melia anyway, yeah, he's uh he's he's definitely deserved it. Um he's playing some outstanding stuff and uh obviously it's going to be a learning curve for him, like Jay was saying earlier on. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll lose some and we'll win some, but it's all learning curve for him, and I think he's only going to benefit from it, if I'm being honest. And Larice, watch out. Absolutely. Fancy's number one. Larice. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. We talked oh, about Jesus. it. It's coming. <laughs> right back, Gilly. Right back. It's Aileen. It, you know, all day long. Uh, one of the best in the league, I think. Got. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I, I genuinely think he's been one of the best in the league. Um, you know, Lampton looked pretty good. Uh, I, I think he's he's done really, really well. Uh, to say that he's a young man that said, uh, I don't know if I've got the quality to make it in the Premier League, he really has stepped up. Uh, he's taken bull by arms and he's, he, yeah. and he's doing the job. I'm really pleased for him, to be honest. Like, he's gone the hard way to get there and he's, he's earned it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so, um, should we go two centres then, Jay? I knew you were going to come to me for this. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, Cox fucked, so he's not an option right now. No, no, um, no. I think I think this is best eleven. If everybody's available, everybody's fit. Yeah, yeah, all right, okay. All right. Okay. Have you had any injuries that we've got going on? Who's your ideal or who's everyone's ideal uh, starting eleven? <laughs> okay. Well, that's ruined one of my jokes and about like finding a tea lady or anybody to play instead of the Cooper. Um, <laughs> but it's got to be Cock and Lorente for me. Um, Lorente won because I, I loved the uh, theatrical howling at him. Um, I'd, I'd like more of that because that made me laugh during the game. And uh, Cock because uh, he's not Cooper. And uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, dear. No, I, I just, I, I think they're our future centre pairing. Um, I just, I don't know. They, they, they play at a higher level internationally than Cooper does. And I think there's more to their game than there is to Cooper. So yeah, that's fair enough. I'm that's fair calling enough. bullshit on that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we mute it? No, no <laughs> genuinely, I, I think I think Lorente looked looked good. He definitely looks good on the ball. He's probably our best ball playing centre half. Um, but it looked lightweight, and he, he would cut out a position a few times. I'm going to be controversial because um, I thought his passing were a bit shit, to be honest. But I'd still take him. See, I have a few points. I'd I mean, like he's dribbling. Right, when, when, when I mean his right, okay. ball play, I mean he's dribbling. Yeah, he's yeah. carrying the ball out of defence. I thought that he, he, he looked good when he had the ball at his feet. Fair uh, he, he was calm. He was composed. He was assured. He turned away from people well. Um, and you know, we had that in white. Um, who looks fucking appalling these days, by the way. It's all fucking clearing it from its long balls. It, I, I feel so sorry for That's him. the Potter effect. That That's it. Fucking but, Potter um, ball, man. Potter ball. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I would be choosing Cocker Cooper. 
because I think that um, Lorente's got a bit more growing into it. And it was, it, you know, he's not even had an under 23s game. You know, being really open and honest about his chances coming into one of the strongest sides in maybe Europe at the moment um, on paper, coming into that game without even a warm-up game in advance. You know, it's really harsh to judge him against that. Yeah, he, he did look a bit um, like... That's all we've got to go on so far. Yeah, he did look a bit uncomfortable. Like, he didn't really get how he should be playing at times. Like, he didn't know where he should be sending the ball. And um, yeah. I think, you know, you've got to accept he has been out, like you say, and it's going to take him a little bit of time to get up to speed. But, you know, so by the end of the season, I might well agree with you on our first choice centre half. But at this point in time, he's he's my third choice. Well, if you do, I'll buy you a pint for seeing the light. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, did you have a couple of points to make on that? Um, just on Llorente, I just thought, um, like you were saying, Gilly, it's hard to judge him considering he hasn't even had any minutes. Like, but I think it was just the hype around him was so big that we were kind of. Ex- I I I personally had seen him play a few times. Like, but I I just. I, I thought he was going to come out of the blocks, but there was a couple of straight Has there been passes. Been a hype around and, him. Well, just everyone's kind of like you know we've got Lorente. When's he coming in? When's he coming in? You know, and yeah. this and that, and it's like, well, Cooper's doing all right. I can't imagine that's going to do much for his head if if you're doing no, that, whatever. But no, no. anyway, go back to Lorente. I just thought he just looked a bit rabbit in the headlights for certain phases of play and like the ball back was there like the ball back to Meslier before he misplaced the pass to Ailing. I, I think anywhere else that, that goes over the line. That that, yeah. that doesn't go back inside. You know, that the, I again it's hard to be critical because he hasn't had any game time. But, you know, if, if he's more on the ball, he understands that goes to the left of him rather to the centre of our goal, if you get me. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So it's just stuff like that. I think it, it, it will come obviously with game time, but yeah, yeah. I just I just felt that it's adapting to the league as well, isn't it? I suppose. I mean, it did. I did notice that he lost um, Giroud when he scored his first goal. Yeah. Um. He did. He did lose him. He'd gone, and he by by that you know that time he he nicked one in. So. But yeah, I agree. I'd have preferred Ailing to go in the middle with Cooper, put Dallas to right back, and bring on yeah. Rodrigo that way. That's mm. that's. I know it was only after yeah. four minutes, but Rodrigo is fully fit. Like you know, if you're telling me he can't yeah. last eighty odd minutes, then why do we have him? But that would have been my preferred switch rather than bringing on someone who's yeah. had no game time. Like it makes know. sense, but mm. yeah, but I, I think I think Bielsa goes out of his way to make as few changes to the eleven as possible, yeah, doesn't he? Does, yeah. So we did see Erling switching <coughs> inside previously, but I, I think he was left with no real other choice. Got to remember, whereas the other centre half there available. Got to remember, a week ago I questioned whether Laurenti really existed, and then there he is. <laughs> Ninety minutes, you know what I mean? He's just like suddenly he's just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, but we fucking needed him. Yeah, we did, yeah. We fucking needed him. If he hadn't have been ready for this week, we would have probably seen Erling move inside. Or we'd have, I mean, yeah. I, I hate seeing Calvin drop back because he can do that position, but he's the one that we miss too much. Yeah, it's like what we what we gain for having him in defence, we lose more than having him in, in midfield. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather strike. Can do a job back as well. Yeah, yeah. I think Stuart can do he's, a good enough job there. He's not there yet, but... No, I'd rather have him there than Calvin because I'd rather have Calvin in midfield. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a top player, Stroke. I think, man, he's he's shown glimpses like against Liverpool. Mm. What a game to be in there against! Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's. that's, I think. Yeah, I I think that's more of a a heavier debut than what Urente had. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, considering the game that we played in that day as well, you know. I'll say yes on that, but um, we'd already kicked off. 
uh, and Lorente came into that. So you know that, that's that's difficult as well. Yeah, but it's, it was only yeah, one, yeah, true, it wasn't yeah. easy for either of them. It wasn't. It, how far into the game was it? It wasn't like ten minutes. Oh, wasn't it? Yeah, not much. That's what I mean. So the longer into a game you get, the more a sub thinks I might come on here. Whereas right at the start of a game, you know, you're going to catch him cold. Maybe yeah, yeah. not. You know, no, no real chance to warm up because the player's injured and. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's like we like we're saying, it's it's tough to judge. Yeah. at this there's, point, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that there were no intention to bring Laurenti on in that game. Hmm. It, it was just there, just in case. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because okay. yeah, um, but Bielsa well, doesn't put people in, does he? Without under twenty three games, not unless he has to. Moving on to the left back then, Sam. Um, um, what what we saying, Dallas? It has to be Alioski's not a left back. Dallas. Neither is Dallas. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, we, if we're being really technical about it, Dallas is a left winger, isn't he? Well, yeah. or a right winger. Well, yeah. Right winger. Or a centre mid. But or a right back. <laughs> <laughs> or a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be Dallas. It has to be. Um, yeah, agreed. Yeah, there's there's no argument about it. Dallas, move on to the next one. Go on. Okay, mate. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the middle two. Huh? Middle two. Um, middle we're not two. playing four one four one. That's well, what we said we were playing. <laughs> uh, well, well, obviously, uh, it'd be cheating because I don't think anyone else is going to choose anyone other than Calvin Phillips in the middle in, in front of the defence. I mean, absolutely not. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. No enough. one in the world can take his position from him. Um, so <laughs> quickly move on from that one. Unless you um, got a Southgate. Unless you got a Southgate. <laughs> you want to put Declan Rice there? I don't know how that happens. Three <laughs> Full of fucking CDMs, aren't we? Let's pass it around at back a bit. Yeah, sound. Um, so the middle two for me uh, would definitely be Click and Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Everyone happy with I think that? we're all crying out for Rodrigo, aren't we? That yeah, one easy enough. No yeah. objections yep. there, really? <laughs> nope. nope. Okay. Um, left winger then, Carlos. I'm going to go with uh, Rafinha. Ah, oh, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I had to blow up at something. <laughs> oh. Right, okay, fair enough. I'll give you that one. <laughs> you later, what would you have a left with? Harrison! <laughs> Fucking hell, Harrison! No. Rafinha at no. right. I, I want to put Harrison. I, I put Jack. Jackie Haradana on the on the bleeding right hand side. Have them both cutting in on their stronger feet. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent. That that's my reasoning now, not because I'm trying to be a prick to you, Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a bonus. Reason. <laughs> no, that's I'm fair. He's looked I... good when we put him out there. So yeah, yeah. Fair Inadvertently, fair I didn't mean to wind you up there, no. <laughs> That's so went uh, you're, you're saying is uh, Arison right wing and Rafinha left wing then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jay. That's um, yeah, I, I mean, think. I'd agree with that to be honest. If you ask him if the same position, um, position. I, I want to see both those players play. Um, I like Arison. I'm a fan of his. I think his crossing is a bit shit, but <laughs> the way he's um, no, but it is. It's, he, it, it is, is a bit shit, then, but. Uh, it's like he it creates a lot of chances. He gets in great positions. He beats his man, and being completely honest, like compared to his first season with us, he's come on leaps and bounds. So if he can improve that much, if he can get his crossing up a bit, then he'd be a hell of a player, I reckon. So I'm I'm down with that. 
and Rafinha, we've seen how good he is, so speaks for himself, really. Um, no, no, no love for Costa, then? I like Costa, but he's a bit lightweight, and I, I don't know. I think I'd rather have him as a, a backup than first choice yeah, against, against those two. A good, a good impact sub. Costa. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorry, boys. To be fair, I, th- I think. Oh, don't we? I mean, we, we already we already know what it is because if you weren't going to be picking Bamford, you'd be picking Rodrigo and we put him in middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. and yeah. you know what? He he stepped up so well this season. And you know, yeah. there, were, there were there were a tweet he put out on the when when he said, "Look, it started already." And at the end of last season, there were questions of can Bamford make the grade in the Premier League immediately as soon as. Season's finished, yeah. and he tweeted it out and said, "You know, that already. Just, it must be shit for him." And he's, but he's doing it. He's doing the job. But he's he's answering all the critics, man. He's he's yeah. absolutely smashing it. Like, what's he got now? He's got eight goals in eight ten goals. games, eleven games, in, in, and in it should game. be nine. That's on. That's on. That's well, should be nine. That's an unreal. He's in the top five uh, um, goal scored in open play in uh, in Europe. I think top five players. Yeah. Frightening. Absolutely wow. frightening. So I Did think... you see that chart today? Sorry, Sam. Did you oh, see that no. chart today? I had him as top for like XG and all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and who could have seen that coming? Patrick Bamford, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Shock. Shocker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but I think that leads us into, we've got another segment uh, from LUFC Stats. Now, I'm um, pretty sure he may be coming on every week um, just to give five minutes of his time and his, his massive encyclopedia of knowledge. Uh, towards Leeds. Um, so we're going to move over to an interview with him and Luke uh, and we'll be back shortly. And sorry, mate. Um, so yeah, we're joined today with uh, Andrew Dalton, aka Stats, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Twitter fame. Uh, how's, how's things, mate? <laughs> yeah, very well, thank you very well. Thank you. Uh, really enjoying being back in the Premier League. Yeah, very disappointing not to be uh, at games, but obviously understand with the COVID situation that's going on around the country at the moment. But yeah, very much looking forward to to the next game against West Ham United on Friday evening. Yeah, well, you, the, the plan was tonight, wasn't it, Andrew, that you uh, you, you were going to join us um, as, a, as a bit of a group, so the rest of the gang were all going to be on um, recording the pod for tonight. But unfortunately, you're, you're doing a bit of moonlighting and you're uh, you're cheating on us already by uh, by doing another <laughs> pod at the time we invited I've, you on. Yeah, I've got this tonight and then I've got, I do one with, have you ever seen a better goal as well? And I think so. I'll talk about my book as well in a bit. Uh, that's that's come out, so I'm doing a bit of moonlighting here, there, and everywhere at the moment. <laughs> no, we appreciate you coming on, mate. To be fair, um, so in general, uh, obviously the season, uh, our season. How do you how, how do you think it's gone so far? Have we exceeded expectations? Do you think? Yeah, do you know where it's always going to be difficult, Luke, when you come back to the Premier League, especially after a 16-year absence. And do you know, I'm delighted with where we are. We're on 14 points at the moment. You probably need, what, 35, 36 to stay in the Premier League. I, I, I am where we are. We are where we are. I think the only game that probably got away from us is the Arsenal game. That on another day, one of those chances would have would have probably hit the back of the net. And he'd have got three points from that game. So, to take four points from Arsenal at home, Everton away and Chelsea, I think it's a really good return. And I think it's now vital that we, we go on and, and get some points in the next two home games against the Hammers and Newcastle United at Ellen Road. Absolutely. Do you still see the, with speaking on COVID, do you still see the Newcastle game going ahead? Uh, good question. I think it, a lot depends what happens with the Newcastle players. I know they're back in training, but they're not training at the normal Newcastle centre at the moment. So when did they cancel the Villa game last Friday? It, it's, it's supposed to self-isolate for 14 days. It depends what kind of squad they've got. Yeah. If they get 
get ahead this weekend. I don't know who they're playing this weekend. But if that one goes ahead, then I think the Leeds game will go ahead. And I don't really want to be playing catch-up, especially in the Premier League. So, no. fingers crossed that that does go ahead uh, a week on Tuesday. Yeah, I think you're quite right. You don't you don't want to be playing catch-up. And, and probably now is a deep, good time to play Newcastle um, yeah. in the form that they're in. But having said that, if they've got a lot of catch-up games towards the end of the season, that might also be a decent time to play them. So it's sort of six or one half a dozen the other for me. Yeah, and it, it's very difficult times what's going on with COVID at the moment. And obviously that was the first top-flight game that that went, uh, obviously, Aston Villa-Newcastle last week. So I'm, I'm hoping that's just, just that particular one that, that has gone. Because You've got such a busy period with obviously West Ham, Newcastle, Man United, West Brom and Burnley leading up to the new year. So it's a real opportunity for us to get some points on the board. Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's probably where 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 in previously years it's possibly been our toughest period. And um, we've probably yeah. got a bit of a grace period this year and run up to Christmas in terms yeah. of fixtures. And it's like on, on Saturday with the Chelsea game, I felt the pressure wasn't on us, Luke, because we're we're a newly promoted side and you don't expect to go and win every game. It, it just doesn't happen. And there's no pressure. Like even going to Old Trafford a week on Saturday. And look, Man United aren't great at home. They're brilliant away at the moment. It's no pressure on Leeds. No one in the right mind would expect Leeds to go up and, and get three points at Old Trafford. Yeah, it's a free hit. And exactly. it'll be a tough game. But we've got other games that will decide our season. That Chelsea-Man United game won't decide our seasons. It's no. the likes against the likes, as you'll see, Burnley, West Brom. Uh, that will end up deciding the Leeds' season. And I think we're more than capable of getting points in those games. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, so we invited you on, uh, Stats, um, to talk about your book, actually. You've yes. you've, you've extended the original book, which I've got a copy here, by the way. I don't know. You might not Have remember this, but I did buy it from you. And you actually asked you to sign it as well. So I've got just confirmed that's, that's your signature. It's that is you, isn't it? Yeah, perfect. Uh, and I'm actually in the book as well. I forgot that I was in the book. She did a piece. Uh, yeah, I did a piece at the back. I won't read it out because I embarrass myself. Um, but yeah, I'm in, I'm in there at the back. So if anybody wants to read my bit in there, it's at the back. At so, um, but yeah, just tell us a little bit more about the book, what the extension is uh, yeah. to the original, what, what's going to be in there, what people can expect. The story goes, I was sat on a coach on the way back from Middlesbrough in 2018 when Paddy Bamford scored a hat-trick for Middlesbrough, ironically. Yeah. Uh, freezing cold Friday night, and I said to myself, I want to do something for the centenary, because it was it was coming up in, in what, 18 months' time, and I wanted to do a book to, to celebrate 100 years on Leeds United. And I got in contact with James Mooney at Ellen Road, and he was very, very open to the idea and appreciative of the idea. And I got in contact with my publishers, and we said we wanted to do this book to be released in time for the centenary. It was first released on October the 17th, 2019, in time for the centenary celebrations. And it basically blew my mind because it goes on the website with a picture of Liam Cooper. And I was absolutely shocked to see it. And I talked to Coop sometimes and, and what I mean, it's really nice to see the players that get behind it. And then the idea was, Luke, had we won promotion, thankfully we did, we were going to do an add-on uh, of last right. season. I spoke to Bryn Law about... Uh, the promotion and that, and that particular goal at Swansea, that moment when Pablo yeah. scored that goal at Swansea, which I think just took everybody's breath away. It's already iconic, isn't it? That, that, that phrase yeah, from very iconic. <laughs> it's already gone down in, in sort of folk. And, and in a way, I kind of got fortunate that COVID happened because it gave me the opportunity to rewrite bits of it and 
to redo the ending. Obviously, there's a bit of tragedy in there with the sad passings, obviously, of Norman, Jack Charlton and, and Trevor Cherry and people's memories. And there's some fantastic photos in there of the, the promotion celebrations. And it's something I'm, I'm really, really proud of. And, and it's nice to put in the mantelpiece. And if you do want to look back on, on Leeds United over time, it's an opportunity to do so. Fantastic, yeah. I mean, I have had a, had a flick through it. I haven't, I haven't, I've read it word for word, but the, the stuff that's in there is incredible, and, and the amount yeah. of knowledge that you've got, and then the support from from various people who who've contributed and supported you with that. It's it's yeah, really quite and incredible. I'm really proud of it, Luke, because it's something you can look back on in, in years gone by and just think, yeah, I did that, and it's something that I'm I'm really really pleased with and really happy with, and it's it's something very special that's close to my heart because being a massive Leeds fan. To, to be able to do something like that is, is special and to have the club's backing, the club's support is even more special and I've done four books now and I'm really proud of all of them and it just gives you something like a nice warm feeling as I say, yeah, I've written those books. So, yeah, it's very... Certainly a story for the grandkids. Yeah, very much so, <laughs> very much so and it's something I'm really, really pleased with and uh, and really happy with and, and hopefully there, there'll be more on the offering over the next few years or so. Uh, great, thanks ever so much for that uh, honest, honest feedback. I mean, one thing I just wanted to touch upon was was yeah. the reason for for writing these books. You, you you're quite openly and obviously a, a an advocate for 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 mental health. Having having suffered yeah. previously with with your mental health and and, and yeah. if you are still currently. Um, but um, is was that something that took your mind away from it? Is it something? Yeah, that's... yeah. I, I was kind of going through a little bit of a tough time in in 2018 and. It gave me a focus, and if you've got a long-term goal like that, and you kind of know that there's something at the end of it, it gives you something to aim at, yeah. and it gives me something to look at, and and what have you. And to see the finished article, and it's a lot of hard work, and there were a lot of days in the summer the first time that made it very, very tough. And the days you're getting up, and you're not, you're getting up at five in the morning because you've got your other job as well, as well as writing the book. It, it it can be tough, but thankfully I got through it, and it gave me a real opportunity. To, to go and do something a bit different and to see the feedback and to see the positive feedback is is really heartwarming as well. Fantastic. Yeah, great. I mean, it is, it is fantastic. The, the, the actual content in there is... is yeah, and it's, thank you know, it's, you. it's something, it's something yeah. I'm really, really proud of and something, Good. as I said, on the mantelpiece. And uh, there's so many thanks. The club have been fantastic with me, James, me, me Craig. Uh, has been brilliant with me, Jordan, Dominique, everyone at the club uh, have been fantastic with me, even LUTV as well. So it's just something I'm, I'm really, really proud of as well at the end of the day. And it's saying uh, the bookshop's in the, the lead store at the moment. It's online as well. So, yes. Well, we, will, we will, when we release the podcast, we'll certainly pop a couple of links into... Uh, to the comments to, to where they can find a copy of, of the book. Um, okay. um, but, but you say, so whereabouts online, on the online superstore? It's on the, uh, the Legion, yeah, it's on the Legion United website online uh, and it's in the club shop. I've been into the club shop in Trinity and in Merrion Centre and I can confirm there are copies uh, available in there as well. Perfect. Great stuff. Um, so uh, moving on uh, and, and let's just sort of, Focus a little bit now on on what you're famous for, I suppose, uh, and that's been for the uh, Leeds United man of stats uh, on yeah. Twitter that just comes up with absolutely crazy facts and figures yes. uh, that nobody nobody could even think of. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, Andrew, and I'm going to ask you for a few facts in preparation or stats even uh, in preparation for our game with West Ham uh, at the weekend, Friday night, yeah. isn't it? Our game, I think. The- the main one is they've actually got a very good record home and away against the Hammers in the Premier League. They've only won once at Ellen Road 
uh, in the Premier League. And that was off the top of my head. I want to say November the 18th, 2000, when Nigel Winterburn pounced at the far post to beat uh, Leeds United. Ironically, that was uh, Rio Ferdinand's last game of, uh, as a West Ham player before he joined up at Ellen Road. So we've got a great record uh, against West Ham. It's the first time I think we've played them on a Friday night, uh, right. certainly at Ellen Road. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's not the first time we've played them in front of the Sky Cameras. We played them uh, in 2001-2 in front of the Sky Cameras at Ellen Road uh, on New Year's Day when uh, David James looked like David Gower. Uh, <laughs> brilliant chip. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we've got a really, really good record. Uh, against the Hammers and it's another opportunity to, to just get some points on the board and uh, if we can get to 17 points or even 20 points by the time we go to Old Trafford I think that'll be uh, a really good return so the main one is we've only lost I think it's one in uh, off the top of my head I think it's one in 11 at home uh, to West Ham United over the last uh, 14 years or so So where would you want to be going into uh, into the game I Friday night? It. I really fancy it I think we've got an opportunity on, uh, on, on Friday night look it's a blow we've lost Robin Cock for for the foreseeable, for the foreseeable, but I think Diego Lorente. I thought it was okay. It was a little bit shaky on Saturday at Chelsea, but come up against those players against at Chelsea, it's always going to be difficult. Absolutely, yeah, I was just, so, I was just going to comment. That it's not, it's hardly a, an ideal debut coming off the bench after sort of ten minutes into uh, into yeah. probably potentially the league winners or, or certainly up there correct, at the end of the season. Correct. And I think given it, given him a week's training, uh, obviously with the news with Cox, I think I think they would have known that Cox would have been out. That it gives Lorenz an opportunity with Coops to open defence. And I feel these two home games are quite pivotal now. That if we can get some points from West Ham and from Newcastle, it'll give Leeds a really big opportunity to push on and, and get away from. I'd say the relegation scrap. We're not going to be in a relegation scrap, but just get away from where they don't want to be. Uh, come what may, basically. So, uh, if you were to if you were to be put on the spot and ask for a, a final score after ninety minutes Friday night, what are you going to say? Two one leads. I just two think I just fancies at home. I think it's an opportunity these two games to get some real points on the board, and uh, they've had an opportunity to rest and, and go again, and they've had a full week's training and leads under the lights, and it just gives Leeds a great opportunity to get to get three points against the Hammers. Great. Thank you ever so much for that. Um, and finally, before we do let you shoot off and go do, do some moonlighting and then promote your book <laughs> elsewhere and uh, and become more Twitter famous than you already are, um, yes. got a little bit of exciting news. Uh, you've agreed uh, to to support the uh, Auto Know Better podcast that I'm representing today. Yeah. Um, uh, to to do a little bit of a uh, be a be a bit of a resident segment every week and just to give yeah. us come on and, and give us a few stats before every every yeah. other game really I suppose Absolutely. so I'm looking forward to getting my teeth into it and I'll come up with some crazy stuff that you you probably blow your mind and I, I think my favourite start Luke and I, it was funny because I was on the way because I cover the Legion United Ladies games I'm on the way to a, a game against Crew a couple of years ago and I tweeted that Legion United have named an academy prospect or an academy player in, in every lineup. Uh, bar, I think it was four or five since 1919, 1920 and it just blew up Twitter and I think it must have got four or five thousand likes and I look for little, very different things very different variants and like one, one for Saturday when Marcello takes charge, of, or Friday should I say when Marcello takes charge of the team it'll be, uh, it'll be hit 113 games which is the most ever done in in, in one particular place so uh, wow. that's as long as a day at any particular place but it'd be else so it must be our longest yeah, manager for some time as well yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just, I just things out and 
something that's a little bit different. Look, there's some great guys out there. Johnny Cooper, who works for Opta, uh, is absolutely fantastic. Chris Taylor, who does the OC data, is, is unbelievable as well. So, uh, yeah, some really good guys out there. But we, we all come up with our own different speciality things. And it, it's all good, good fun as well on Twitter as well. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we'll look, the team certainly look forward to, to you having having you on board, uh, supporting Super. with those with that little segment, those little stats. Uh, we're really excited, looking forward to it. Um, let's all go and enjoy the game Friday. Just one thing before yeah. we go, stats. What year? Yeah. What year is the shirt? That is from the uh, the famous uh, 2007-8 season, the Correct. season, which do you know what I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I didn't doubt you for a second, before. to be fair. Yeah, up until Wembley, and it's just a shame that we didn't beat Doncaster. Uh, yeah. It had just been poetic to go all the way from minus 15 uh, to the present to, to win promotion, but it wasn't to be. And I always wonder why, with Dennis Wise, because I thought he did a really good job the first half of the season, had he seen the job through, Woodley's have made it into the Premier League. I know it's all ifs, buts and maybes at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been very interesting had, had Wisey kept on. Uh, Ellen yeah. Road, but to be and I was there yeah. that 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 playoff final. I was in the Doncaster end oh. uh, with yeah. with probably no less than five thousand. New Wembley it was the first year of New Wembley, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the, the, we, they wouldn't let us out or anything. It was absolutely berserk. But I put this on purposely just for a bit of a, uh, a test for you. But it's actually a medium, yes. and it hasn't fit me for thirteen years. So it's like it's literally wedged on. Yeah, and it's the famous <laughs> shirt. Main Beckford did the quote: "What shirt That's am I wearing?" It. Exactly, exactly. Well, thanks ever so much for your time, Stats. Really appreciate it. I'm going to let you shoot off now. Um, I'll be in touch through through the week um, yeah, for, some, for some more Stats for next week, and we'll, uh, we'll catch up then. Cheers, Stats. Take it easy. Thanks, Stats, for uh, for coming on there. Um, thank you also to Harry. Both links will be in the description below. Um, now, moving on to what is probably my favourite um segment of the podcast it's called hock topic now if you didn't listen to last week's episode it's basically uh us going around the uh virtual room uh and uh us decide <laughs> <Virtual. laughs> uh, and us deciding if we would prefer uh bielsa or our next uh games manager in this case no 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 jesus christ i've fucked it i've absolutely fucked it no it's serious fuck bielsa for a minute fuck him it's either dave hockaday or our next uh games manager in this instance it'll be david moyes so i'm gonna go to smarty hock or david moyes Ooh. Hawk. <laughs> Fair enough. Hawk. Controversial. Ah. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Is it? Hawk or David Moyes? Uh, I, I, I'd be honest with you. I'm going to go with Moisey for the crack. You ruined it. Nah, fuck off. Fucking, what are you doing? Well, fucking Moisey. Fucking Moisey. Fucking Moisey. No, it's fucking like, oh, I'd, sorry, I'd be honest. Yeah, no, just go with David Moyes, I'm being honest. He's, you know, give him a chance. He does a solid enough job. Okay, obviously he's no, Obviously, he's no PE teacher, like. But, a fantastic know. job at the scum. <laughs> fantastic job at the scum. Well, you see, that was a different kind of kettle of fish there. That was a case of he was going in as like, uh, I'm going to fuck your shit up and leave it. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you know, so. Yeah. Fair enough. I just Fair boys. Enough. Fair enough. Jay, Hawk or David Moyes? 
Oh, it's a tough one, this, but I think I'm going to agree with Carl and uh, I'm going to pick the Moisire. He has at least shown shown some sort of competence at times in the game, and he ruined Man United. So, I mean, I can't really argue with that. He's got to get brownie points for a win. I I know the hockey's a legend and all that, but you know, he he can't win them all. He can't win them all. Fair enough. Fair enough. Gilly, Hawk, or David Moyes? Hawk. Hawk, Moyes is a scummer. He went in his agent, Moyes. Right. Did well at Everton beforehand. He's done all right afterwards. But he's, just, he's a fucking scummer. I'm Fuck going Hawk. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, Sam. Fair hang enough. on a minute. Hang on a minute, Sam. That gives you the deciding foot. Oh, fucking Ooh, hell. Yes. Ooh, now, okay, my Ooh. thought process on this. If he never went to scum, it'd be Moyes. Oh. If he never yep. went to I scum... Um, anyway. So it's going to have to be uh, Mr. PE teacher, Dave Hocker Day for Whoa. me. Yeah, man. <laughs> Forest Green, we, man. Forest Green. We, we need <laughs> six people on this. Forest Green, the vegan club. <laughs> yeah, man. We can't be choosing a scummer. Come on, lads. No. You, you ran it close with a scummer then. I mean, come yeah. on. Hold on. Like, I, I wasn't uh, looking at it from a scummer point of view. He was there... <laughs> oh, I think that moves us uh, swiftly on, on. Swiftly. <laughs> swiftly on to obviously we, we spoke about David Moyes being the West Ham manager uh, so I think we're, it's only fitting if we talk about our upcoming game uh, Carl, hey, Carl sends sideways <laughs> so, West Ham I mean have we fallen through the floor I think my phone's about to fall off the wall. <laughs> this, this, is, tip, give him this, is, this has been this has been a top-notch professional job tonight, lads. I just want to say, yeah, well done, everyone. Yeah, yeah, what can I say? I just sit back and put my feet up. <laughs> you look like you're getting a blowjob. For fuck's sake! Yeah, let's not go there. Not with a tone. So, obviously, West Ham. Uh, I believe it's Friday night. Is it Friday night? It is. It is. Yeah. It's 8 o'clock. Yeah. 8 o'clock, Friday night. What? What's everyone's thought? Smarty, what's your thought? How do you reckon we'll do? It depends on how, how they... Um, whether they're going to attack us, probably doubtful. Are they going to set up to defend? You know, after speaking to Harry, I, I'd, I'd probably like to think that they'll uh, they'll chuck everything they've got at us, but... You know what it's like with these mid-table teams, and I'm not saying that West Ham are a mid-table team, but West Ham are a mid-table team. Um, I think. Um, <laughs> sorry, think, Harry. Uh, uh, sorry, Harry. Sorry. Uh, stick, your, stick your prediction up your ass. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd like. I'd like to think oh, that they've got attackers. Um, they have got some good players, uh, apart from Declan Rice, who's shit compared to Calvin Phillips. Um, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to think they come and attack us, but I don't think they will. I think they'll be cautious. Um, yeah. Moise, there. he likes to... Moise, uh, I think he, he's not afraid to make any sort of like tactical um, changes and all that sort of stuff. I think they'll probably set up to uh, to counter, to be honest. Um, but I'd like to think we can we will be able to see this one over the line, especially after uh, after after last weekend's performance against Chelsea. I'd like to see us make a get a result out of this one. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair fuck, enough. Fuck Declan Rice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gilly, what, what's your thoughts on the on the upcoming game? 
Um, I think you know the the loss that's gone at weekend, um, and and regardless of what you think about that, you know there, there were there were an audible bit where Fernandez uh, went in, stood dry on keeper, and keeper jumped over it. He went out for a throw in, and they scored from it, and it, it, you know, that should never have been allowed. Yeah. Um, but you know the scum aside, um, they've, they've scraped past Villa, and um, before that they scraped past Sheffield United, and we're better than both of them. Um, and it were only by the odd goal, so you know it, it, we've got a, we've got a good chance at this one. I think though uh, the point that was made in the interview and the point that's just been mentioned there is if they're going to play us on the counter, they might well get a bit of benefit out of that because if we look at Palace, yeah. um, you know we look at teams that set up to play us on the counter, we struggle with it. Um, uh, and if if the break quickly against us, that that's that's that is when we struggle. So um, I, I do think we'll shade it, um, but uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy game for us by any stretch. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Carl, what about yourself, mate? How do you reckon it's going to go? Um, I I think I think like Gilly was saying, we're trying not to laugh, but. <laughs> He's having a good really around behind you, Carl. Having time of his life. Dog's scratching his back or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's scratching his back. <laughs> I'm fucking ignoring oh, it. Rubbing his ass on his I'm not even pissed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know I've had a couple like, but fucking hell. Um, oh, I wasn't prepared for this tonight. <laughs> go, back, anyway, go on, Carl. I, I think, like you were saying, Gilly, man, it's a good, good counter attacking game. I think from from West Ham, I think oh, they're going to look to. <laughs> He's lost it. Somebody mute, Smart. Fucking hell. I think um, I think they're going to look to hit us on the break with Bowen quite a bit. And um, oh, who, who, who's the other lad that they got from Hull as well? Grzycki, is it? Is it Grzycki? Yeah. Is... No, Grzycki didn't go there, did he? Didn't he go West Brom? Yeah, Grzycki's at West Brom. Oh, okay. They got oh, Ben Rama from um, Brentford. Oh, yeah, that's it, Ben yeah. Rama. Right. Yeah. Um, he's not I been started, not Ben Rama, although no, he hasn't. bearing no. in mind his record against us, they might consider that. <laughs> he's played pretty well <laughs> against us, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, Smart. It's a fucking fucking dog, man. He's having time of his life back there. He's trying to talk serious. The dog's just like, uh <laughs> Okay, cool. Oh fucking hell. Fucking hell. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Remain professional, boys. Okay, they'll yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Jesus. His camera decorum is fucked. We're just a bunch of fucking idiots, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are a bunch of fucking idiots. Um, Fuck me. Yeah, love we are dog lovers. <sighs> yeah. God. Anyway, get back God. to the game, right? He's off the bed now, so don't worry about him, yeah? We're going to think this is a this failed podcast. <laughs> Get this on a square come ball. on, come on, back on it, come on. Leave the dog botherers out of it. Come on, I do think they're going to hit us on the break. Who was that guy that scored at the weekend, that number five? Isn't he playing kind of down the centre and, and swapping between the centre and the wing? What's his name? 
I, I don't know what his, his, his name is. Number five, he got a goal for them at the weekend, I think. I can't remember. He got a clue, to be honest, though, after West Ham team. But, huh? but I think yeah. the way the way they're playing and the way they no, played against um, Matthew The other lad that, they, that Harry mentioned was Suchek in middle. That's the yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think, uh, I think they're going to look to get him on the ball and hit us on the break with Bowen. I, I think he's going to play quite a high line, and it'll force us back a little bit because we won't want to sit on the halfway line with the risk. We know what he's like, and Cooper knows exactly yeah. what he's like. So we're not going to. I, I, I can't see us playing the high line that we would normally just strictly because we're aware of what Bowen can do if they hit us on the break. And he's lethal. If if he gets going, he's lethal. Yeah, yeah, he no, is. And right, I think he'll right. he'll 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 play more central. I think, mm-hmm. um, uh, and you know they they play they get their wit from from full backs or wing backs. Uh, they tend to play yeah. free at back with our in the middle. Um, uh, so they'll look at getting their their wing backs forward. And I think if you get somebody coming on the outside of Bowen. Um, that's where he's dangerous because they take the runner away and then um, if you leave Bowen in space, he can't hurt you. Yeah, and, and he did it to us as well when he played for Hull. He's yeah. done it on numerous yeah. occasions. He might not have scored every time, but every time he got in that space, he looked very dangerous, you know. Yeah. And, and even all the player they had. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not to take away from the fact that they've got Ben Rama and they've got, you know, they've got a, like, um, Lanzini. Don't mention, it, don't it, mention Haller because... Um, Adam I, I taught him to fucking bits. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> he like Alice, their striker, he didn't rate him. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, that's that's just my opinion. I think just we just need to be less high in the in the in the middle of the park as far as defending goes, and just just keep an eye on him. I think if we can nullify him, their counter-attack and football potentially will just fall flat in its face. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, I mean they, they do have some pace up wings. You know, Masuaku, yeah. um, he's he's their left wing back. He's quick. Yeah. Um, can't remember. Is it um, Kufal that plays on other other wing back? You know, they they, they, they are they are quicker. They are good on ball. Um, so you know, we need to be aware of that. But we also yeah. will be. <laughs> He'll have watched yeah, four and a half thousand hours of, of their <laughs> game since our last game by then, so we'll be all right. And yeah. will he will he change his style of play? Absolutely fucking not. No, but he'll watch them all anyway. Still <laughs> watch yeah, them all. Yeah. Uh, Jay, what about yourself? What do you think about the the West Ham game? Um, I think it's one of those games that we should be looking to win, um, definitely. And I think we probably will, to be honest. I I don't know. They're such a hot and cold team, West Ham. Like some days they'll play really well, and other days they'll just play like a shit London club in a big empty stadium. Yeah. Um, we know so because Adam ripped it out. Um, <laughs> no, I'm so back to late in Orient. <laughs> Jesus, I think it's um, I think it's a tough game to call. With all honesty, because they're so Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know which West Ham's going to turn up. Like you know the way we're going to play. You know what we're going to do. Yeah. Where you don't know how well we're going to do it, but you do know what we're going to try and do. Um, West Ham, God knows, I mean, they might be all right. They might be absolute dog shit. We might be in 4 nil. They might beat us 2-0. It's yeah, very hard to call, yeah. to be honest. I don't know. You're right. You're right. It is hard to call. With, with me, um, my views on it, I think we are, we're due to absolutely tear a team apart. 
Um, and I think with my prediction, which we'll go into shortly uh, with Gilly, because I think he's got everyone's predictions for the game. Um, I think Gilly. that we will absolutely tear these apart. Um, like I say, we're due to tear someone apart and make them look so silly. It's unbelievable. So, And I personally think that this is probably the game we're going to bounce back from the Chelsea defeat and, and like I say, just absolutely steamroll them, to be fair. I They'll think be desperate, be right. won't they? Yeah, yeah, they'll be absolutely. desperate to steamroll somebody after yeah. the last game out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you, you you mentioned the predictions there, if you want me to pick up on that. Yeah. So um, there's, there's, there's 13 people that are in our prediction league that are all involved in the pod or the group that spawned the pod and so on. Uh, there's two people that I don't have predictions for yet, so there's nothing in that box yet. Um, and this shows the Name confidence that we've got in this fixture. Is not a single person has gone for West Ham or draw. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> They're lovely. Come on. Come on. Which means, of Even course, rest. West Ham will win. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I, I, was just that. That. <laughs> I was just thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. Yeah. Fuck it. So, um, so Gilly, yeah, just, through, just a, a quick run through. Adam, Adam, yeah, Adam went 2 1 Leeds. Uh, Bren went 2 0. Uh, Render went 3 1. I've gone 2 1. Uh, Jason went 2-0 Jay's gone 4-1 again and he's going to stick with that he says until such a time as it happens Carl (laughs) Carl you've gone 2-0 K Dobbo's gone 1-0 Luke's gone 3-1 Nitch I don't have yet Um, Sam you went 3-0 and Smarty's gone (laughs) 1-0 not positive Smarty (laughs) 1-0 clean sheet though clean sheet it's all about the clean sheets (laughs) I think we can get a clean sheet against these, like you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. It, I, I think it like like we keep going back to it. it it's all dependent on how uh, Phillips controls that game. I think um, if he if he controls yeah. it completely, um, then we'll be absolutely fine, and we'll we'll like I say steamroll him. I think so. But we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see till see till Friday. So I think uh, unless anyone else has got anything to add, I think that wraps up our episode three. Um, has anyone got anything to add? Yeah, just one thing. Uh, Calvin Phillips is better than Declan Rice. <laughs> yes. Well, again. <laughs> I think well, we can all agree on that one. Yeah, I think we can, yeah. So I think, yeah. well, like I say, I think that wraps up uh, episode three. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, and we will see you all next week. Take it easy. See you later, folks. Adios. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another Auto Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke after match podcasts. We have three years worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.